0: Welcome to the Adult Child of Dysfunction Podcast, where we untangle the past, rewrite the present, and reclaim our future. I am your host, Tammy Vincent, and together we will break free from old patterns, heal wounds, and create new narratives. Are you ready to transform the effects of your dysfunctional past into your superpowers? Are you excited to get back in touch with your true authentic self? If so, then hit subscribe and join me weekly on the Adult Child of Dysfunction Podcast, Here we will learn from experts as well as experienced thrivers how to turn our trials into smiles while living our most authentic and joyful lives. Oh wait, hold on, I'm gonna stop this for a second. Well, hello, everybody. Today we have a special guest here, Erin Fugate, and she is an amazing guest. And her she is a speaker, a wellness educator, a success coach for visionary leaders. She has survived trauma, has overcome addiction, anxiety, depression, and many other limitations from years of abuse. Now she's dedicating to facilitating the rise of the female visionary. She's a mother of two daughters, wife and a business owner. Erin knows how hard it can be for women to carve a path to their dreams, and she is here to help. She loves sharing her passion for essential oils, natural wellness, and entrepreneurship with inspired business owners. Welcome, Erin. So glad to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So this story, as you know, brand new podcast for an episode eight or nine, and it is about trauma through trauma, getting through it, and getting to that empowered state, so that you, we can, we want to offer people hope and a vision, like you said.
1: Um, tell us a little bit more about your story and kind of how you got where you are. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I love every opportunity I have to share my story because I fully believe that when we share our story, we become a lighthouse for others. And of course, I heal more every time I get to talk about it and and put it out there to the world. So my parents were um, they were both drug addicts, but my dad went down the path of recovery. Okay, and out of recovery for most of his um life. My mom found spirituality back in the 80s. It was called the New Age movement. It was very popular to be a channeler, a psychic, um talking to dolphin spirits and aliens and things like that. And so she, you know, she really replaced the drugs and the alcohol with what I now understand to be an addiction to spiritual, spirituality. And, um, when I was about nine years old, she got heavily involved in a spiritual community, which I refer to as a, a cult and for anyone listening, my definition of a cult is a spiritual community that makes you believe that you do not have your own power, you do not have access to the divine or God. And they use tactics like spiritual abuse, they remove you from friends and family. And so it is by definition, a cult. But in the beginning, when I was a little kid, it was just a group of funny adults that liked to come over to my mom's living room and meditate and channel and play with crystals and, and talk to aliens. So it didn't start out really bad. It was actually good because it got my mom off the drugs. So um, as I've healed, what I've learned is I became a classic codependent. My mom's happiness and health became my number one mission in life from a very early age, probably about two years old is when I decided I have to make sure my mom is healthy and happy. And every day was centered around that. So as she started getting involved in this spiritual community, she also had a mental breakdown at the same time. So at this age of about nine years old, I watched my mom lock herself in her room, start talking to spirits, and go completely like off of her rocker, which was extremely frightening. And from there, she decided to pack up our car and move us to a ranch in the Pacific Northwest, where this community was camped out. And we lived there um, until I was 21 years old. So I did not go to school. Um, there was no going to school wasn't allowed. And um, my mom had, was still working, and, but she had to give all her money back to the leader of this organization. And I was required to work from a very young age. I eventually did get out. Um, when I became a young woman, I started to realize through a whole series of events that something was off here. But by that time, my whole conditioning had been wrapped up in this community. Uh, Just to give the listeners an example, we believed that our mission was to ascend these bodies and go back to God. So I never thought that I would see 18 years old. I was meditating and praying and doing yoga and trying to get myself to leave human form. So when I reached 18 years old, I actually was starting to realize like, oh, wow, this is not true. This isn't real. And so now I had to go and figure out how to live in the world and how to get a job and how to be in relationship with people. And there was, there were weird things that I came across, which was like, even though my upbringing was full of abuse and dysfunction. We had a very strong belief in telling the truth. So I was never allowed to lie. It was like the worst thing I could possibly do was lie. So when I got out into the world and I got a job, I didn't know that people lied. And I'm talking about like the little white lies we tell in society okay. just to to get by. Like, hi, how, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. Like, I did not know that that was a thing that people did that. So it was the big, big shocker to me that I kind of had to come over and I had a very open heart and very spiritually minded. So I definitely was taken advantage of, I got myself into bad situations and that kind of propelled me through a series of events in my life where I first got involved with a drug addict in a, re- a romantic relationship. He turned out to be a drug dealer and a gang member. So I started to get into trouble with um, a gang. And then from there, I found myself in another relationship with a man who then was uh, abusive. So a domestic violence situation. By this time, I was probably about 21, 22 years old. And I felt like God had abandoned me. I had grown up with such a deep reverence and such a direct connection. Like I knew who God is. I am a child of God. And then all these horrible things happened to me. And I went, there's no way that you exist. And that was really the moment that I think the trauma set in for me Mm -hmm. and I didn't go and get help. I found drugs and alcohol myself. And so from there, I spent a decade really trying to numb out all of the emotions and all of the feelings. When I look back in retrospect, I was, I was trying to off myself. I was like, let's, let's, let's test it. How far can I go with complete disregard for my life? Because obviously God doesn't care about my life. And I'm just going to be a complete annihilist and see what happens. And. I am extremely blessed and protected. And so no matter what I did, no matter what situation I put myself in, it was like, I had these guardian angels protecting me. And I completely did not believe in that at all. I was totally shut off to my spirituality. And then one day I walked into a yoga studio and they were having, um, kind of like a spiritual fair where there's lots of different booths and different practitioners. And there was this man in the back who was doing angel readings. And of course me at the time was like, that is a bunch of crap. I don't believe in any of this stuff. I like doing yoga. It makes me feel better. It takes care of my anxiety. And he has this long line of people waiting to get uh angel healing from him. And I walk into the studio and he comes out from behind his curtain and he yells at me from across the room. And he's like, Hey, you come here. I was like, Whoa, are you talking to me? And I walk back there and he's like, your angels are screaming at you. He's like, I can't even finish my sessions with these people because they want you to know that they are here and you're not asking them for help. And wow. that was just like one of those little moments where I kind of, got shaken out of my destruction and Mm -hmm. started to go, okay, maybe, maybe there is a higher power. Maybe there is protection for me. And up into that point, I was really abusing my body so much. I was in a lot of pain. I had all kinds of digestive issues, fatigue. I also couldn't keep a relationship. Every relationship fell apart couldn't figure out how to make money. I couldn't figure out how to keep a house. At this point, I was living out of my truck. Um, and my body was falling, like falling apart and something changed one morning for me. I woke up and I had been drinking the night before I'd been doing drugs. Um, I think I did some lines for breakfast. Like I was on full destructo And I just had this thought, like, do you want this to be your life? And a voice was talking to me and was like, you're meant for more, but you have to decide. It was a crossroads. It was really that moment where if I continued down this path, I could see what was ahead of me, which was illness, loneliness, sadness, possibly death, worse, living a life without passion or connection or love, or I could choose to veer off and go figure out how to heal. And I made a decision in that moment. I just said, that's it. I want something different. A little hope came inside of me where I thought I want to be a mom one day. I want to bring something to the world. I want to be, I want to be a positive impact instead of a destructive impact. And so I asked my mom if I could move back in with her, which I know is weird, right? Like your parent is the one who started you on this path of destruction. And my parent also at the same time was the only person who truly knew me and loved me and felt like the safe place to go. So I went to my mom's house and she began to nurse me back to health. And my mom had essential oils. Hmm. She had had essential oils since I was a little kid, but I was always like, your essential oils are stupid. It's just hippie medicine. Like it's not anything, but in my sickness, I started to go, okay, maybe my mom knows what she's talking about. And I began to use her oils and I began to, you know, like eat vegetables and drink water. I got into therapy. I was committed to my yoga um class every single day. And it was hard for me. I was still using, I would still end up at the club. I would still, I am still drinking. I was still smoking. But I was also crowding that stuff out with healthier choices. And one day at my yoga studio, a man came up to me and he said, Have you ever heard of essential oils? And I was like, Yeah, my crazy mom, she has essential oils. You should talk to her. And he was like, No, I want to talk to you. And he opened up a bottle of this blend and he started to tell me about this company he was working with. And he was like, "Here, smell. And I took an inhale and it was some, it was like every cell of my body woke up and my body said, yes, my body was like, whatever that is, I want it. I need it. It's going to help. And so from that moment on, I started to dive really deep into the study of aromatherapy and how it could help me and also nutrition and working on my digestive health. I went to my um, psychiatrist and I said, I want to try aromatherapy and see if I can heal my brain. And he was super cool and down for it. And he was like, okay, let's try. And so I used essential oils to help with the crippling anxiety to help with the depression, to wean myself off of the drugs, to cleanse my body, to heal my gut. And that's been almost 16 years that I've been doing that. And it has been such an unraveling and such a process. So I thought that I had healed and I got to a point in my life where I met my husband. I had a thriving business I felt like, yeah, I've healed. I'm great. My mom passed away, which for anyone listening, if you've had a dysfunctional childhood, you know, that really weird dichotomy when they pass away where it's like, I was grateful and happy and I felt relieved. And at the same time, completely devastated. 10 days after my mom passed away, I got pregnant with my first child and that pregnancy went great. It went great. But when I gave birth to her and I held her in my arms, all the memories come, came flooding back. And I got so angry at my parents because I couldn't believe how they could possibly have this little newborn baby and use drugs and abandon me and do, do all of the things that they did to me. And so it It was like, you know, when you have a wound that has healed, but it never quite healed, right? It's always kind of itchy, but Mm -hmm. you're like, it's okay. It's not bad. It's not killing me. It was like, I had one of those wounds and it got ripped open Mm -hmm. and through postpartum and becoming a mother, I found all this gunk in there that needed to be healed. And so that was my true rock bottom was becoming a mom and realizing that there was so much more to excavate. And what I really learned through that process is I had perfected the art of disassociating. And so I didn't really heal. I disassociated from my pain and I turned to workaholic tendencies to go and make it look like my life was together but it really wasn't. I was still suffering. I was still hurting inside. And that's part of why no matter how much success I could accumulate or how many accolades I got, I never felt whole. I still would you know, go home at night or look in the mirror and be like, something's wrong, something's off. And it was the fact that I hadn't really done the work to heal all of the pain. And so then the pandemic happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then that for the pandemic for so many of us was a true healing journey, a shamanic journey. And so now as I've come out on the other side, I'm, I'm really ready to step into my full power to be an authentic, vulnerable leader, to share my stories that others can heal and just continue to do the lifelong work of healing my trauma.
0: That's amazing. And it's funny, there's so many similarities. I'm sitting here going like, wow, short of the cult part, I feel like we lived in the same life. Like you had that aha moment when your child was born. I actually had it sitting on a rocking chair, getting ready to have my first child. And I was rocking back and forth, pregnant, sitting in the nursery, reading that book, Love You Forever. I don't know if you ever read that. Yeah. And it just hit me like a two by four on the side of the head. Like I was like, how am I going to love this child? I don't even know what love is. Like I have never in my life felt an unconditional love bond ever. Like what am I going to do with this baby? And I did the only logical thing. I went out and bought a puppy. I said, "What a <laughs> test of you know what a test of the human spirit." It, like if I can't love a eight week old puppy, I'm not going to be able to love this child. And I you know I didn't even know what I was going to do at that point. I was like on the floor crying, sobbing, and I was 26, so a little bit you know a little different. But it was funny that that's the, you know, you have that awakening and you have that like epiphany moment where it's either fix this or do that. And it was the day I held that puppy and I thought, okay, I get it now. Like, I get it. So I'm going to be able to love this baby. And there's a good chance if I work hard enough, I'm going to be able to love myself. Like, because I knew that's what was missing. Like, it was that same thing, you know, the drinking, the drugging, the just trying to numb everything in your life to just get by. And and, you know, when they talk like you said, the addiction with the spirituality, it's I truly believe until you're fulfilled, you're just going to move from one addiction to another. I did the same thing. It went from the alcohol and then it went to the work and then it went to the gambling and it it just continues to spiral until you actually go. Wait a minute. Let's actually fill the void with something on the inside versus something on the outside, because. Uh, I love it. I love your journey. I love that you're here smiling and happy. And that's amazing. Um, That's awesome. So you have a business and your business is obviously steered around the whole concept of helping women thrive. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Yes. So I teach women specifically who are in leadership positions or they want to be but they are too sensitive or too empathic, or they've been through abuse and trauma themselves. A big part of my story and my experience is using aromatherapy with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to have social anxiety, to have the, the type of anxiety where you're just running around in a million different directions and you can never get your one project off the ground. I know what it's like to have a book inside of you that you can't get yourself to write. And so I love to help visionary women get the self-care practices that they need so that they can have the energy, so they can have the vitality, so they can have the clarity to go make their dreams come true. And then I have an autoimmune condition And so I've been through the path of changing my diet, healing my gut, doing the things necessary so I can fully thrive. And when I look back to 15, almost 16 years ago, that woman could in no way be doing the things that I'm doing now. I couldn't be talking to you on this podcast. I couldn't be standing on stages. I couldn't be writing my book. There's no way I couldn't even connect to friends and in relationship. And I just know that there are women out there that have something inside of them that the world needs. And the only thing stopping them from getting there are little tiny tweaks in their self-care routine. Maybe you're not drinking enough water. Maybe it's, you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables or maybe we just need to help you learn how to take a few deep breaths, connect with yourself like you're talking about Mm -hmm. everything you need is right within you, you can sit with yourself and get everything you need right from yourself. But we spend so much time looking outside of ourselves, like when's the, where's the next course or the next book, or where's the next supplement that we can get to make us whole. And sure, those are helpful and those are beautiful tools, but until you can just sit with yourself and be like, I love you. I got you.
0: That's like, I spend.
1: I don't know if you resonate with this, but I spend most of my days talking to the different parts of myself, my different kids, my inner kids, and we'll mm-hmm. just be like, something will trigger me and I'll be like, oh, that's my inner 13 year old. Let's have a chat. And yeah. it's that learning of, can I go inward and find that connection to self? So yeah, I love to help women do that, especially with essential oils because yes. they are making.
0: Okay. So I know the company you deal with, do you remember the first blend? Cause I remember my first blend. What was it?
1: Absolutely. It's a blend called whisper. Okay. And it's um, a blend for women. It's like a natural perfume hormone balancer. It's got rose and Jasmine and vanilla bean. And it just makes me feel when I smell it, I feel loved. That's yeah. how I
0: felt about adaptive. Oh, that's a good one. I just remember just going, like, oh wow, that's calming. That's really calming. <laughs> you know, and then it's like my husband's like, what does that smell? I'm smelling it everywhere in the in the kitchen, in the living room. I'm like, oh, I don't well, because it's behind my ears, you know. It's like, of course you're gonna smell it. It needs to follow me. But that's that's amazing. That's great. Hence your name of how we connect with you, which is Jasmine and Juniper dot com. And I will, of course, put that in the show notes and everything so people can follow along with you and everything and hear more of your journey and work with you and get your book. And, you know, I'm it's super exciting. The uh, I just love the prophecy too that that prophesized. You know, I remember being in a heal, a heal, a listening prayer with David and Jason Benham. And it was it was a Christian book writing thing. And I was like, teetering on do i quit my job it was during right before the pandemic so my job was like it was just kind of like you know you were going through this what do i do now i'm 50 and it was that kind of thing and we did a listening prayer in like a room of 120 people on same thing he came out of it and he looked around and he pointed at me and he didn't know me from adam and he said i don't know what you got going on but he's telling me it's now do it wow. now so I, I was, I had a franchise with three different cities. I called up my boss. I said, I quit. Like we're working on something else. Like I told all my friends, I just committed, put it out there. Like I'm starting a new project. And it was probably three months later, I had my book done and it was, you, you need that. You need that. Like, it's just a kick in the butt. Just someone else beside yourself, you know, because I was just at the point where I had it all up here. I knew it was going to happen. It was just, I needed that one more little, uh, like, you know, that, that higher power saying, you can, you got this girl, you know? Well, I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you and it was great. It was great. I appreciate now I have one question. If you could leave people because there's so many people out there struggling, um, you know, and it might not be as I I can't stand when people say, Well, her story was so much worse. And it doesn't matter. Don't compare. Like, I'm like, your reality and your perception and what's going on with you, if you're not happy, it's horrible to you and you deserve to get fixed. Like, that's my I try to tell people that. So even though you know it might not have been so abusive and you know, the it, it doesn't matter. But what is would be one piece of advice you would give like your younger self or somebody. Somebody maybe that's still at that awareness stage, but doesn't really quite, isn't quite ready to, you know, take action. What would you tell them?
1: I think the most important thing is that there, there is happiness and joy on the other side. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's easy. Like you will have to go through the muck and the pain and all of the excavating of that wound, but there is joy and wholeness and connection and real friendship and purpose on the other side. So it's so worth it. And that's why you want to listen to podcasts like this. You want to get in a community. You want to be surrounded with people who see you and they support you in doing the work because the work does have to be done for you to have that wholeness, but there is so much hope.
0: Absolutely. And that is a very powerful message and everybody needs to hear it. Everybody. So how can we reach out to you? I know you mentioned any, I have your jasmineandjuniper.com, which I will put in the show notes. Is there, is there anything else you want to tell them about or anything you're working on or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So if you go to jasmineandjuniper.com forward slash connect, that has all my offerings. And in there right now, I have a free mini guide to manifesting the life you deserve. So I kind of take, I love law of attraction and manifesting, but I take that no BS attitude that I bring to everything. And I really break down the neuroscience and of course incorporate essential oils for you. So if you want to just have a little bit of help with, okay, I know I want my life to change. I know I want it to be different. You can go grab that guide and there's some videos and a workbook for you. It's really fun.
0: Oh, that'll be fun. Okay, well, I'm going to have to grab it too because I'll share it with my people. Well, I appreciate you coming and thank you very much for ha- you know for being on the show. Appreciate it a lot. I appreciate it too. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, tune back in next week for more stories about resilience and hope. And we just know that no matter what happened, it can always get better. There is always light on the other side. You have a blessed day. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. If this episode resonated with you, or you think someone else could benefit from what you heard, why not share it with someone you care about? Let's heal from our past and take back control of our lives together. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to www.tammyvincent.com for a free chapter of my book, Surviving Alcoholic Parents. While you're there, be sure to catch my invigorating seminar, Awakening Your Authentic Self. Together, we will rewrite our stories and turn trials into triumphant smiles. Until next time, keep embracing your strength, keep being you, and know that you are more than enough. You are way more than enough right here, right now.